0: Welcome to another episode of That Vacation Co. Today is a That Disney Hustle episode. And today we're talking about the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Or as it's called in 2021, the taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Now before we begin, I do want to mention uh in 2021 you'll see that on all the festivals that are operating at epcot that little addition of the phrase taste of uh simply what that means is that the offerings at the festival are a little bit pared down from normal although i would say that it seems like you're still getting uh you know the the usual uh flair and uh the usual food items. Maybe it's maybe it's limited a little bit with the food options, but you know, not too bad. Uh either way, the festivals are operating. You know the the debate rages on. I saw another recent uh episode from another podcast uh video podcast uh where they were debating festivals and, and those type of things and I, I think I have to concur with the sentiment of them. Uh and that was this thought that Epcot seems to have a few too many festivals. Uh, maybe they could spread the wealth out a little bit. Epcot has kind of become known as the festival center. And and that's fine. In some ways, Epcot seems to be built uh, to uniquely handle something like that In in the instance of World Showcase at Epcot, where they have the pavilions of all the various countries. You know, you can spread out the food options and really present a unique offering of food, but it seems to be like there's a festival almost all year round at this point, and the one complaint that people generally have is there's not a lot of places to stop and eat those items. So, having said all that, I do concur, I think that we should spread out the love to some of the other parks uh, with some more unique festival options, but I have to say, I, I really do like the festivals uh, that I've been to. Uh, hoping here in 2021 to actually attend the elusive one, the one that I have not made it to yet, uh, Chanel as well, and that is the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, the granddaddy of them all. So um, we have attended uh, the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival twice. We have attended, uh, in, in a at the time we attended, it wasn't really called this, but we have been to Epcot during the holidays. So I'll say, you know, we've seen some of the EPCOT International Festival of the Holidays offerings. And so we're excited about the other one that exists out there, and that's the EPCOT Food and Wine Festival. But today we're going to be talking about the International Festival of the Arts. Uh, But the wonderful thing about any of these festivals that you would attend is that they are included in the price of admission. So there's no additional charge. There are always food booths set up mainly located in the World Showcase area and somewhat beyond that. They kind of spread out a little bit beyond the World Showcase. And if the Disney dining plan returns, one thing that we definitely hope to see is that they keep it how it is currently or at least has been the last few years and that's that many of those food items that can be purchased at the food booths uh, can be purchased with a snack credit. So let's get rolling. As I mentioned in 2021, it's the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. It's celebrating the creation of art and cuisine, and this year it ran. It began January eighth, and it's uh, running till February twenty second. So there's not much time left on it, uh, but we've been seeing some posts from some friends. Shout out to Amanda, um, you know, and, and and some other people that we know that have made the trek down to Disney World in in this time, uh, and and so we're kind of like you know, remembering and reminiscing of our trip last year in twenty twenty in January when we got to check out the International Festival of the Arts. So that's what we're gonna talk about tonight or today. <laughs> it is tonight when we're recording. Sometimes uh our studio schedule gets a little backlogged and so we find ourselves at nine fifteen in the evening recording our podcast after we've put Olive to bed. So, Chanel, why don't you uh, jump in here and maybe share some of your initial takes on the Epcot International Festival of the Arts.
1: Absolutely. Um, this was a delightful little festival that we got to attend last year. I really enjoyed seeing some of the different booths that they had highlighting different artists. Some of them were even local Artists and artisans. And of course, as always with any Epcot festival, there's the food aspect, which I would say a lot of these festivals revolve largely around food, which what what good festival doesn't? Um, and so one of the beauty, uh, one of the beauties of an Epcot festival is the fact that you are going through World Showcase, so traveling around the world, as it were, with my air quotation marks, um, sampling foods from from all over the world, just that. So it's a lot of fun, something that Caleb and I do um, at these festivals is we don't actually maybe have like a large meal per se throughout the, at any point in the day. We'll just sort of sample our way through the day because there's so many booths. There's so many things that we want to try. So we don't really get bogged down with a full on meal per se. We just sort of sample our way through for lunch and dinner and, or or maybe we might have a light lunch where we split something, but we're trying to really hold ourselves for all these samplings and everything because a lot of this stuff is it's not just um you know festival food like funnel cakes and hot dogs not to knock funnel cakes and hot dogs because in their proper place they're fantastic too but a lot of the things that are put out for these festivals are really top-notch things that um you know they're they're it's a classy festival so A lot of good things to eat and a lot of good things to drink, lots of fun things to sample. I would say definitely, if you know that you're going during a festival, if you can, check out on the interwebs. There's various ways to do that, and we can help with that if ever you need. Check out the different offerings that they have. Oftentimes, they will put that information out there, or sometimes you can view what was put out the previous year, and that often will give a good indicator for what will be out that year. But it's almost something that you do have to plan your way through because there's just so much. So you kind of want to know what your highlights that you're looking forward to so you can sort of save room and plan it out. So I'll go back to Caleb.
0: Yeah, so what we did is uh, we took advantage of the fact that we had the Disney dining plan though obviously this can be done without the Disney dining plan. Of course, many, many do. Uh, But the way we did it was when we had our Epcot day, we predetermined that these would be kind of our meals. Now we did end up actually having a quick service meal during the day, but we're going to really highlight the food festival here, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, But you really could spend your entire time eating Uh, with the food festival stuff. Now, a great resource for that, Uh, and we occasionally we'll give plugs to some other people that are out there, even even though we're all, you know, bitter rivals of of the internet, and that's the Disney Food Blog. Uh, They have great reviews and a full page dedicated to all these things, Uh, and we encourage you to check that out. Uh, We would just hope that if you do decide you want to book your trip to Disney World, you'd give us a holler. And uh, one of the things that we did in preparation was we kind of plotted out the must-haves for us. And there were a few things that we didn't, weren't able to get for whatever reason. I think mostly it's because by the time we got around the circle of the World Showcase, we were pretty stuffed. Uh, it's a lot of food. I, I don't know if it's possible to really make the trek stopping at all these booths and, like, be able to try everything and not, like, gorge yourself. That's, that's kind of the challenge, you know. So we're going to kind of give a highlight of some of the things that we tried while we were there. And know this. These items don't all return. Uh, and some of, some of the items, uh, including my favorite item, uh, actually did not return for this year's. Many of them did return. Uh, as some of them look different this year. So, you know, that's kind of the the nature of it. So don't get your hopes too high as to, oh, I heard Caleb talk about that one dish, and now I have to eat that next time I go. They may not have it, but we encourage you. Disney Food Blog almost always puts out a preview of the festivals, and that's what I did. I just scoured through every menu that was going to be presented, and it's super cool, and it definitely gets you in the mood for Disney. So, Chanel, uh, I'm going to rely heavily on you to read the titles of the the places because there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce these things. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, if you can't, just say the name of the uh, location where they're found. But at each of these booths, we tried something, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about it.
1: All right, so the first one up on our list here is L'Arc de Cuisine Francaise in the France Pavilion. We had the Trio de Macarons, assortment of three house-made macaroons. I'm sorry, macarons.
0: Yeah, so these were quite tasty. Uh, I believe there was a strawberry chocolate and, you know, I can't remember what the third flavor is. Maybe it was vanilla. I don't know. Uh, they were more than just plain macarons. They were you know, like hand I don't know, not painted but decorated. Um and, and they were cute. They came in like a keepsake little uh box thing. At least that's what they kinda called it, although we just threw it away because I don't know why we would keep that. It was just plastic. But um they it's it's pretty cool. And Definitely a snack that we kept coming back and munching on. By the time we got to the France Pavilion, this, we started with this on our list, but this was literally one of the last stops for us. And by the time we got that far in our journey, I'm glad it was a dessert item because I just kind of was stuffed by this point. But they were they were tasty.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Olive and myself and Caleb, we all kind of nibbled on these, and they were a nice little sweet treat that wasn't overpowering or too much, just a nice way to end our uh, tour through the world. They're nibbling on things as we went. So the next the next one on our list, like Caleb said, this is not necessarily in the order that we ate them. This might even be in reverse order. Um, but nonetheless, the next on our list is uh, – From Pop Eats at the Showcase Plaza, we had the Shrimp Ceviche with Lime Mint Foam.
0: And by we, she means she, because (laughs) this is not up my alley at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so from everything I remember, I enjoyed this. I wasn't like maybe over the moon about this, but I thought it was good. And if you enjoy ceviche, uh, if you enjoy seafood... Um you would probably enjoy it as well. It's just not something that Caleb was into. It was sort of a little cold small plate dish. Caleb, I guess, likes hot shrimp and and things like that, but it just wasn't up his alley and i I, I really did think it was it was good. It was very good. So um, if that's your thing, then go for it. You will probably enjoy it. The next thing on our list is l'art de... I'm sorry, I'm having trouble looking at the screen here. l'art de Man, Mangere, manger, Italy. I'm probably totally butchering that. Um, so this was a golden chicken drumstick stuffed with ricotta cheese and pomodoro sauce. And this was Caleb's favorite item.
0: We're going to post a picture of this. This thing was delicious. This little chicken drumstick stuffed with ricotta cheese, the pomodoro sauce, pomodoro sauce, was super tasty. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely go back for this. This is though sadly a casualty of COVID. It is not featured in the 2021 Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts, so I apologize if I get your hopes up. I hope it returns in 2022 uh, because this was spectacular.
1: If I, if memory serves correctly, we fought over this one a little bit, didn't we?
0: We did. So we picked it up, and then we—I think can't remember. We we must have walked over a little bit over to the American Adventure Pavilion. Because I kind of remember just like sitting there in that general area and bickering about it because I wanted another bite and she had it. And then I was hogging it and she wanted another bite. We should have just got two because this, for me, stole the show. This was delicious.
1: Yeah. It, no. Just note to to whoever may be listening, guard your food goods around me because if you turn your head for one minute, a bite may be taken
0: And guard your food around the American Pavilion because those birds will steal it. Crazy birds. Now, I'm going to make an effort here to pronounce the name of the next booth. This one's going to be a challenge because, man, this is... You've already heard us butcher some of the names already. The Painted Panda. I think I got that right. uh, At the China Pavilion.
1: Panda, Panda? 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 Panda. It's panda people. Um, so this is at the China Pavilion, spicy beef shumai, and honestly, I am having trouble recalling this. Caleb, so
0: these were dumplings.
1: Oh, okay, yes, these were these were excellent.
0: And the fun thing about this, now this is where, this is where you kind of be, you gotta be led of the spirit a little bit here. <laughs> um, so we tried these; they were delicious. Uh, but this was a fun moment. So Olive, by this point in time at Epcot, had her bubble wand. Her bubble wand, goodness sake! But um, we sat down to eat to eat these. We sat down to eat these, and a lovely couple stopped, and you know they saw Olive playing, and we just kind of started chatting. So as we're eating our our spicy beef shumai, we're having a, a conversation with two complete strangers, just kind of having the best time, uh, and I hope that's one thing that we can kind of recapture after COVID. Um, you know, hopefully gives way here is that one of the wonderful things about travel, one of the wonderful things about taking these adventures, whether it's Disney or any other type of excursion, is when you're rubbing shoulders, and hopefully we can get back to rubbing shoulders uh, with people, take a chance and, and get to know somebody. Like, just have a little conversation those are some of the funnest memories from some of our travels and i I just you know I actually didn't even plan on mentioning this. I didn't have it in our show notes uh but this was this was just a fun moment for us to to chat with somebody really quickly and there's a during this trip to Disney World, there was a couple moments like that where um you know I remember sitting outside of Country Bear Jamboree talking to an older gentleman who was just sharing with me like as a father, like man, just really enjoy these moments and I didn't realize it at the time, but he was by himself. I noticed that after a few minutes, and he was just reminiscing about how he missed that with his children. And, you know, even as I think about that right now, it, like, makes me choke up a little bit just thinking of, like, how special these moments are. So, yeah.
1: Chanel. Whoa, that took a turn. (laughs) Caleb and I are both getting emotional over here. So anyway, yeah, sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes the connections, the unexpected connections even, you can make at the parks. People, you'll often see them. Sometimes you'll see people at their worst, but a lot of times you'll see people at their best because they're just there to have a great time, to unwind, to spend time with loved ones. People are generally in a good mood, and um, it's fun sometimes to strike up conversations and see what brought people to the Disney parks or just... I don't know. It can be fun. Anyway, um, the next thing on our list is from the Refreshment Outpost. This one was a um, this one was a surprise to me. Caleb had different thoughts, I guess, on this. But this was the Paintbrush Churros. Uh, churros, as you know, cinnamon sugar churro. Uh, these particularly were dipped in colorful white chocolate sauce. And I remember seeing these before we went to the festival, seeing them on a guide or seeing them, you know, uh, on some of the research we were doing. And I thought those do not look like something that would be up my alley. I do enjoy a good churro every now and then, a good fresh churro. Nobody wants a stale churro. Uh, so I, I, they just didn't look I don't know. The, the pictures that I saw, the videos that I saw, they didn't look appealing. I'm not typically enticed by brightly colored foods, so they just didn't look very good to me. So Caleb and Olive got them, and I started to nibble on them, and they, to me, were surprisingly much better than I thought. I didn't think they were that stale. And maybe I got to sample them before Caleb got to them. He might have been – that might have been when he was running to get the the infamous bubble wand. I'm not really sure. But I thought that they were surprisingly a lot better than I thought they would be. So if you're a Churro fan, give them a try and let us know what you think. Um, But I thought they were pretty good, delightfully pretty good. Caleb had different thoughts.
0: Yeah, I – they just didn't taste as fresh to me, I guess. I I really like a good fresh churro and for whatever reason, maybe it was just literally the one that I had because we we each took one because all the flavors were the same. Olive, of course, I think took pink or purple or whatever and I, I think I might have gotten red or blue or something, but um it just yeah, I wasn't I wasn't feeling it.
1: Okay. So churros they were they were a win for me maybe not like an out of the park win but a win and Caleb uh not so much for him and he's typically the bigger churro fan out of the two of us so just take that for whatever it's worth to you
0: all right so next uh we're going to really quickly just talk about maybe some things that we some food items that we have heard about uh that we've just never tried but just want to mention uh that because maybe you'll be interested in it Um, One of the food items is a drink. It's the orange cream shake, which comes in a souvenir orange bird sipper cup. That is a mouthful. Literally, when you take a sip, it is a mouthful. Uh, People are really into sippers. We've never collected sippers just because it's hard when you're flying to take home all the souvenirs that you get. And that's not our collectible item. But a lot of you love sippers and the orange bird is an iconic uh you know figure at Walt Disney World. So, yeah, grab grab that sipper cup. I think they're usually there the last few years at least. Uh and in fact, I think during the taste of series that we've been seeing because of COVID, I I want to say that this one has been been a reoccurring item. Uh one item that I've noticed this year a lot of people posting pictures of is the Remy's Ratatouille with eggplant, zucchini, yellow squash, tomatoes, and red pepper piperade. Piperade? Piperade? I don't know. Piperade. (laughs) Um, This item is an item that I have been saying at Walt Disney World needs to feature since I saw ratatouille because it's an iconic-looking dish. It's not normally prepared this way. Uh, So finally, to see Remy's Ratatouille laid out like it is in the movie is like, finally, duh. Like, uh. of course you need to have that. Why wouldn't you? Remy needs to be featured all, all over all these festivals. I'm sorry to all you figment fans. I'm not a figment fan. I've I've Here's maybe me telling on myself, I've never ridden the ride. Uh, so I don't get the hoopla over figment, but, um, Ratatouille with Remy, yeah, all day long. So get that. That's a great item. This one I chalk up to intriguing, and that's the sushi donut. So it's sushi laid out in the shape of a donut. I, I want to say there's three or four like <laughs> kind of flavors uh, sectioned in this donut shape. I have heard it's difficult to eat, maybe, um, but it's intriguing. Definitely interesting looking. The beef Wellington is another dish—a mushroom, du gel, duel—I du don't know, prosciutto and puff pastry with red wine demi glaze and fennel cream. Uh, a lot of people rave about this dish. It looks really good. Uh, didn't get to try it during our trip. I I believe they had it. I just don't think we stopped at that food booth. Uh, it went when we got to that section of the park it was like not quite time for us to really indulge in this stuff i think it was like 10am maybe maybe 10:30am and just we just weren't quite feeling lunch yet so we didn't make our way back to it but i definitely would try that if i saw it again
1: okay so that wraps up sort of our food our very quick food review there were more items that we had and we just edited this for time, but we definitely tried more great things and uh, lots of fun food and drink to try at all of these festivals. So uh, overall, our our analysis of the um, International Festival of the Arts at Epcot is that it's a pretty cool festival and it's a great time to be there in the park. Um, lots of cool spots to take pictures. We didn't highlight this earlier, but lots of fun little photo ops and and places. There was one that we really had fun with, like a Frida Kahlo area. There were lots of, uh, butterfly walls where you can stand in front of and take fun butterfly pictures. We'll probably put some of those in the highlights and lots of fun, um, little surprises around the world, different characters, uh, showing up in, uh, the, at the familiar stops um, so a lot of fun little hidden surprises that we found. In fact, I posted one just tonight for the Lunar New Year, uh, one of Olive with Little Brother from Mulan. They painted a cute little uh, little brother on the sidewall at the China Pavilion that she's taking pictures with with her bubble wand. Another great thing that goes on at these festivals is the chalk art that you will see. Uh, lots of chalk art, and chalk art is a big thing at festivals these days, and chalk art has come a mighty long way. Uh, from Burt and Mary Poppins. No disrespect to Burt, um, but there's 3D chalk art at these uh, festivals and it really cool and makes for great photo ops. And if that's your thing, if chalk art is your thing, definitely check it out. If you've seen some of the amazing 3D chalk art that can be out there on the internet. Um, They've got some of that at the festival. So it's really fun to see. These people are incredibly talented. Galleries, uh, like I said, photo ops, lots of things that are really cool and fun. So I'll turn it over to Caleb to close us out.
0: Yeah, so, you know, as Chanel said, there's a lot of fun things, a lot of fun things for the family. Definitely a lot of Instagrammable moments uh, to be found during this festival, especially So we encourage you, check it out. You know, though 2021's festival is wrapping up here in about 10 days... Uh, You can begin planning for 2022, and if you have that in mind, one of these festivals sticks out to you. Maybe you're starting to already consider the Flower and Garden Festival or the Food and Wine Festival or or even the Festival of the Holidays, whichever one you're interested in. Uh, We would love to help you book that, and we can put together a no-obligation quote for you anytime. Uh, And no-obligation means just that. We'll put the quote together for you. It doesn't cost anything. And if you just decide to do something else, uh, we're not going to pressure you. Uh, but So there's no risk. So give us a holler. We'd be glad to put that together for you. We are that Vacation Coast, serving you the most delightful destinations.